And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Davey Rissman and Mickey Brennan. Uh, Davey, um, things quieted down a little bit for a few weeks but um, we still had one Leinster final to uh, look forward to last weekend but unfortunately for Trim it was a step too far. They won nearly everything this year including the Tidy Towns but they weren't able to win the Leinster Championship final against Bray Emmets who came away with a six point victory 17 points to 11. Disappointing end for Trim. Yeah, a lot of things went wrong uh, yeah. before, during, I won't say after but uh, obviously the, the whole uncertainty with the game uh, from Friday night to Saturday morning uh, would have been initially scheduled to be in Ockram was then moved at about 10 o'clock on Saturday morning to Braham, its home club, uh, which look at isn't ideal. I know Trim probably would have been all for playing the game anyway and just getting on with it, but that's extremely tough going to play a provincial final in the backyard of the team in which you're playing. They uh, were reduced to 14 men before half time with the sending off of Dimmy Higgins. They lost two of their best defenders in Kieran O'Rourke and Jerry Duan inside the first 40 minutes of the game due to injury as well. Um, and, and there was nothing really still in the game. Do you know what I mean? Bray were, Bray were obviously good value for the victory and everything like that. But Trimmel probably feel that it was one that maybe got away. Possibly the end of a really long, hard year is maybe just caught up with them in the end. That, that could be something as well. Uh, cause they've had like over, even in recent weeks, they've had under 21 hurling and football finals and stuff as well. It's, it's been fairly full on. Possibly the end of two really full-on years. Two, Because yeah, a lot of yeah. those players would have been involved um, with the football team that went on to win Leinster and go to the All-Ireland final as well. So it's it's been non-stop for a lot of those players, the dual players and whatever. And as you said, that had you been to this game in the face of adversity, the game being moved, and then they have the player sent off, they've got injuries and the whole lot. I was listening to this game on the radio, Davey, and, and you know, they... Even coming into the closing stages, they were still only three points down. Um, and, you know, we're creating opportunities. I think it was at that stage we were trying to get goals. But Bray were just rock solid in that defence. And every time the ball, the slitter went in, more often than not, they came out with it. There was a couple of half chances that went wide, that were saved on the line. And Bray Emmett's would clear. And because Trim were committing players forward, it meant that Bray were able to chip off and pick off a few scores down the other end of the, the field. But, you know, they, they should be very proud of everything they've done this year. They just came up short on a day when everything went against them. Like, 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just hard to take, I suppose, the fact that they did beat Dainsford en route and like I know there's no such thing as sentiment or you have any God-given right to win a, a championship or whatever, but it did feel like they'd done the hard work in many respects. Uh, but but credit to Bray, they were they were superb. Uh, I think the Bray goalie made three or four top saves as well throughout the game. Uh, and they got a couple of the matchups right. They nullified Tower and they nullified James Murray as well. James Murray didn't score from play. And James Tower, who was so influential, didn't have as much of an influence on the game as he had in, in recent outings and stuff. Um um, which was detrimental to Trim's chances. But listen, as you said, Mickey, they've had an absolutely incredible year, incredible couple of years, you're right, uh, between football and hurling. And uh, they'll, they'll take a well-earned break now for the next uh, couple of months, maybe, and, and go at it again then in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hard luck to Trim. Um, their voyage comes to an end in uh, Bray Emmett's the whole home of Bray Emmett's um, and it was Bray Emmett's who beat them 17 points to 11 in that Leinster Intermediate Hurlem final so hard luck to Trim um, Davey we did have a couple of fixtures then we mentioned them last week on the podcast there was a couple of games I think there might have been an under 21 Hurlem and maybe a couple of under 20 games uh, for this week but what we believe is that they've been called off due to the weather I know that the under 20 uh, B final was it was called yeah. off yeah, between Waterstown and uh, the amalgamation of Kilmaine and Wood and Nobber didn't go ahead. It was meant to be Saturday, but due to a frozen pitch, it obviously had to be pulled. Um, so that'll need to be refixed and hopefully it can get played um, before Christmas all going well. Yeah. Also, Davey, on last week's podcasts uh, on our Loyal Royals, we put out our managerial merry-go-round podcast, which is uh, our second one of... Uh, of the latter part of this year. And of course, anybody who hasn't heard that, when you want to go back and listen to both of those podcasts, we did one at the start of November and we did one last week, what, five, six weeks later, and it was all change again. There was a load of clubs that had lost managers and uh, and didn't think that they were going to. And then there's a lot of clubs that have filled those vacancies. But there was two since our last podcast last weekend that have been filled. Well, actually, one of them we knew, um, it was Wolf Tones, um, we just couldn't remember the name of the man that had taken over Wolf Tones, and of course it is Paddy Martin. Yeah, but a very interesting appointment actually, Paddy Martin. I know he's been sniffing around a few senior clubs in Mead uh, this winter, um, but eventually he's uh, he's sided with the Wolf Tones, or they've sided with him basically. Uh, I suppose staunch intermediate football people out there will know him from his days with Mead Hill. He's a Monaghan man, he's a teacher, um, he's an incredibly passionate, uh, charismatic figure along the sideline I think it's gonna it's fair to say in other words it's not going to be dull with with Paddy Martin and Wolf Tones and I I, I, there's still a bit of uncertainty about David Brady by the way but I I would love it if he came up against David Brady on the sideline I think you're talking absolute fireworks and for that reason alone I think David Brady should stay but um Besides the point, I think I think it's probably a good fit. He's a completely different um, man to to Michal McDermott. You know, you know Michal incredibly well, Mickey. He's yeah. he's far more. Um, he he gets engrossed in it absolutely, but he's he doesn't do much shouting and roaring. Calm figure does does quite a bit of shouting and roaring. So it'll be a little bit of a change for the tones players to get used to. But I'm fascinated to see how that one goes. From one extreme to the other yeah. for, for one tone. So it'll be interesting to see. The other one that uh, was filled in since last week was, of course, Minalti. They have um, announced or are announcing Derek O'Brien and Keith Brady. Derek O'Brien is the manager and Keith Brady is coming in to help 
Derek O'Brien um, in Manalti. I think that's a really good fit for for Manalti. Um, good young up and coming manager. Um, He'd when, be delighted just saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, like he is. He's only the same age as himself. So, um, you know, I still think Derek O'Brien and Keith Brady should be playing football. But anyways, <laughs> I'll have that conversation <laughs> with who over though? Christmas. <laughs> I'll have that conversation with both of them over Christmas over a pint. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I think, you know, two guys that absolutely love their football um, in Derek and Keith. And with the with that minority team, I know... They've a, they've a blend of, of 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 youth and experience in there, but I think that this could be the right fit for Minardi. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I, I think it was only last week when we were doing the podcast that we were speculated that maybe Dunsany were interested in Derek as well. Yeah. Um, and look, and he probably feels now after taking uh, the the minor team that he had from what was it fourteens up to minor that maybe now is the right time to just dip into club management. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is his first club job. Um, I know he may have been involved with Ultons in some sort of capacity before, but not as manager, I don't think. Um, so they're going in, De- uh, Dell's adopted club, Ultons, having relegated Minolte, are going in to try and get Minolte back up into junior A next year. Stephen Dawson is also part of the ticket there, Mickey. Stephen Dawson from Karen Ross, uh, strength and conditioning coach. He was with Dell. That's and right, yeah. That, uh, mean minor management team as well. So, uh, that's, that's another addition to the two lads. And yeah, look at, I, I think it's probably a positive one. Maybe Minolte have looked at it and they probably feel that they need to go with it, with a younger profile, as you say, of a manager. And they've chose Dell and, and, uh, Smoothie, as you said. So be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Davey, just to give our listeners an update, and um, we won't go through the full managerial merry-go-round, but the teams that are still looking for management teams, and we're going to start from the bottom here and make our way up. We believe that Drum Condit are still looking for a manager. Moila are still looking for a manager. And um, Boards Mill are still looking for a manager. Mead Hill and Longwood also looking for management teams. Um, Beliver are looking for a management team. Dundery are close to White Smoke out there, we believe. Um, but at the moment it's still grey fog and mist and whatever out there. So it is, it's very foggy. Freezing fog. Towards, freezing fog out there towards, <laughs> towards Dundery. So it is. Uh, Balnebracky, we believe are close as well to announcing a new management team. White Smoke, um, will be seen all over. Offley and uh, Westmead in the in the coming days, and then it'll get through here to Mead. Um, so Colum Kills, Trim, and Dunmore Ashburn are also looking for management teams. But to hear the rest of the teams and to hear what's been happening over the last few weeks, go over to our Loyal Loyals podcasts, and you will get a f- just search in the bar for the managerial merry-go-round because it's quite entertaining. There's some teams that. There's some teams that maybe have management teams at the minute, Davy, but next week they mightn't, and we might have to up that update that again. But um, it is something to be aware of. Again, as well, just as we mentioned, our um, Loyal Royals podcast. Do head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast this week because we will be announcing the We Are Mead Teams of the Year for Junior A, Junior B, Intermediate, and Senior. The four. Uh, different championships we are going to be naming our teams of the year this week. So, uh, well, this week and next week. So head on over. We're going to be doing that over the course of the next uh, two weeks. We'll also be having lots of podcasts coming your way over the Christmas period. We'll be announcing our whammies. They're kind of like the obscure awards that we give for different things throughout the year. You know, conventional awards like uh, best score of the year, biggest moan of the year, all these different The proper awards then, yeah. 
the real awards, the ones yeah. that, you know, yeah. that, that, that mean something. Um, and they're the ones that you don't have to do any training for. So, yeah. you know, we should probably win one, me and you. Um, but yeah, look, there's a whole host of awards going to our, um, Lawyer Royals podcast coming out over the next couple of weeks. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the auto mower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davey, we might have a look at the Mead County team fixtures for 2023, both the football and the hurling. Um, of course, we knew what the, the who they were going to be playing against or whatever, but the fixtures have been announced and uh, it's brilliant to see that it's only, what, six weeks away? Yeah. You know, yeah and, unless look, look, unless if you want to do a Burn Cup. It's, uh, the Burn Cup is right, yeah. First week in January, we have three games in seven days Like to look forward to. We're on the road in Carlo, I think on the is it the fifth January the fifth? Um, so that's the one real, real proper staunch mead supporters are going to look forward to. But those who like a good weekend away, Mickey, uh, like yourself and myself, will be looking forward to that trip down to Cork on uh, the twenty ninth of January. That's where it all starts in the National League. Yeah, um, I think there could be a, a, a huge amount of mead people uh, booking into hotels in Cork on the twenty eighth because on Sunday the twenty ninth. Colm O'Rourke and his Mead team travel to Porky Cueve to take on Cork, the National Football League Division 2. That game takes place at half one on the Sunday afternoon. Um, and the following week, Davy in Park Talchon, uh, Shorsha Bolfin and his Mead Hurling team will get their National Hurling League Division 2B uh, year underway at 2pm when they face off against Wicklow. So, you know, the opening two weekends... Looking tasty enough now for 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 me teams. Yeah, they set the tone, don't they? Really, especially with new management in in charge of both. Um, if we could get off to to two victories in quick succession, there, I think we'd be we'd be on our way. Yeah, well, Shorsha Bolton on the fourth of February. That's the Saturday they'll be taking on Wicklow, and then on the following day in Park Tolchin, Clare will be taking uh, the trip up the road to uh, Park Tolchin to take on Mead in the National Football League, and uh, so. You know, straight away, Davey, we're getting two Munster teams out of the way. It's going to be Cork and Clare um, in the first two football games. Yeah, and and very winnable games. Like, and I suppose the consequence of that is if you don't win them, you're you're in big trouble. But uh, they're they're two games on paper that I'm sure me supporters out there will probably fancy their chances of maybe getting four points from. Yeah, absolutely. Then moving on to the 12th of February, um, it's Mead heading over to the West. They're going to take on Sligo in Markovich Park in the Hurlem Division 2B League. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, did Sligo come up from Division uh, below that last year, Division 3? 
I, I think they may well have done. Obviously, me, they're coming down the division and, and possibly Sligo, yeah, coming up one. Um, yeah. I saw yeah. Sligo, I saw Sligo, not last year, the year beforehand, um, and they are doing a lot of work um, over there in the West and uh, some good hurdles on that Sligo team, but that's a definitely a very winnable game for me. And then on the Saturday, the 18th of February, uh, only four days after Valentine's Day, Will Mead will be playing against Derry in own bag. Oh, it's a nasty one to get to own bag, Davy. Have you ever had to go? Uh, there? I was there uh, on the Saturday. I was there. It was was it was a Mick O'Dowd's last game as Mead manager? I think was, was there. It? Yeah, uh, not great memories though. Uh, Travelled up through the mountains actually to get to it. Um, yeah, not a not a nice place. <laughs> it's do, do you know what own bag itself? Uh, the, the, lovely facilities, lovely yeah, pitch, yeah. and the whole lot and whatever. But getting there is just yeah. like we think that Balnebracky have a tough, you know, yeah. going to play football. Getting up to Own Beg is a three day, four day camel ride instead of mm. a three day camel oh, ride yeah. for the Balnebracky ones. Um, on Sunday, February 19th, Park Tolchin, it's Mead against Donegal in the National Hurling League Division 2B. And that game is at 2 p.m. And then on the Sunday, the 26th, the following week, it's Mead against Loud in Park Tolchin. Just going to that Donegal one, Davey. Yeah. Um, you know, Church the Bullfin should be should be quite confident about um uh Meads hurling uh the, 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 the league campaign this year. Yeah, so, and championship, I think they'd be de- genuinely two competitions. I'm sure he'd probably be going after. Uh certainly promotion first and foremost will be top of the agenda in the national uh, hurling league. That game against Donegal will probably be their their stiffest test on paper anyway. It looks like Wicklow are obviously a very decent side as well. Um, but there's nothing that would greatly, um, you know, you'd be greatly afraid of looking at that. But yeah, they very winnable, all of them really. I, th- I, th- I, what I mean there about Shorsha and the and, and the Mead hurlers is that there's a great chance to build up momentum in 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 this uh, national hurling league division two B before the championship even comes around. Um, you know, if they're on their game. This Mead Hurling team could really set themselves up for, you know, a real good crack at the championship. Yeah, and actually, the, the flip side of that is what we've seen in recent years. Mead have endured a couple of really heavy beatings during the yeah. National League, and as a consequence, when it's come to Championship and Joe McDonough, that's left them with sort of scars, scar tissue, you know. And um, so the flip side of that is that this year, if they can win the couple of games early on, get confidence up. Uh, you'd expect them to be bang there come Christy Ring as well. Yeah, so I, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, so Mead having played Derry in uh, the National Football League in Owen Beg uh, the week previous, then have to come home and face off against Loud, the noisy neighbours in uh, Park Tolchin yeah. on February the 26th. And it's, it's, it's nearly week on week, Davy. These games are coming and cold, miserable weather and the whole lot. And, Loud coming over to Navin for an absolute dogged match, I'm sure that'll be. Yeah. Uh, that that should be a great occasion. And and look with the fact it's still relatively early in the league means that regardless of how good or bad the teams start the competition, there's gonna be a bit riding on that game as well. It's not gonna be a dead rubber ant of the sort. So uh, that'll be a proper good local derby on, on Sunday the twenty sixth of February. Yeah, and then the following week, uh, the hurlers I think have a week off, but Mead will face off against Limerick in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick. So another chance to go down to the Munster uh, uh, area, Davy. Mead will play Cork, 
player and Limerick. And one of them is is a home game for for, for, for me. So twice you're going to be down the country um, uh, yeah. following this Mead team. Um, and Limerick is not an easy place to go. Don't have good memories of going out to the Gaelic ground supporting Mead either, Mickey. Uh, obviously, the championship qualifier in 2008. Oh, it was D- Darren Fay's last game and it was sort of Graham Garrity's last game as well, albeit Graham came back a couple of years later. But... They gave us an awful beating down there that day. Uh, they really did um, put us to to the sword. So, uh, and they're on the up. Billy Lee's doing a terrific job with them. So that'll that'll be a difficult one on the road. Make no mistake. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the eleventh of March in Olma, Tyrone will take on Mead in the National Hurling League Division Two B, and then on Saturday the eighteenth of March, the day after St Paddy's Day in Park Pulchin, it's going to be Mead against Dublin at three p.m. Davy. We saw when the fixtures came out that this was a home fixture for Mead, but we were 99% sure that that game was going to be pulled out of Park Tolchin. Is there still murmurs that no, this game no, will be pulled? No, th- this game is going to be in Navan, and that is a fact. And what's more is, I think, is it Ireland and England in the rugby that evening? Yeah. And it's a, is it a bank holiday weekend? It is. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> if if the Mead CCCCCCC decide to pull uh, a round of second cup or or league the the Sunday morning they can get stuffed because (laughs) nobody's going to play it (laughs) and I'm telling you here and now (laughs) Saturday at 3pm in Park College on uh, the day after Paddy's Day it's just it's the thing of dreams I I, when was the last time that Dublin played in Park College well no no, I don't know in a league game they played uh, they played there in a charity game against Mead three or four years ago Mead beat them and one of my fondest memories actually as a, as a Mead supporter, was an O'Byrne Cup game in Navan about 10 years ago on a Wednesday night under the lights. Dublin came to town and Cormac McGuinness uh, hit, hit a late winner for Mead. Mead won by a point. Start of January, massive crowd in Park Talton. It was an incredible occasion, great atmosphere. Uh, and this is going to be obviously three or four notches up to that. Can't wait already, like. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know when was the last time that Dublin played in league or championship in, in Park Tolchin. Um, we'd have to look back over yeah. the annals and maybe no ask idea. somebody about that because, um, I, like I remember them when I was a kid coming to Navan a few times and, you know, the festival atmosphere around, uh, around Navan was just incredible. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to that one. Then on Sunday the 19th of March, um, it's in Ryslip, it is going to be the Mead Hurlers. Heading over to London to play the uh, London in the National Hurling League Division Two B. Um, what a weekend for 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 Meads supporters if they're to do everything like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Roy Slip will, it'll be a nice one for for whoever decides to make the the trip over there. Uh, it's always a good spot, Mickey. I know you were over there this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was. Um, I think I was. Yeah, somebody Most told me. Yeah, somebody told me. I think I remember. I heard, someone says, "Yeah, they heard you on the radio." But yeah, that's the only that's the only proof I have. Um, <laughs> moving on to the following week, then the twenty sixth of March in Newbridge, it's going to be Kildare against Mead in the National Football League, and uh, the National Hurling League Division Two B semi finals and relegation playoffs will take place that weekend. So, um, uh, hopefully. We'll have the Mead Hurlers uh, playing again that weekend. But massive game for Mead against Kildare at that stage. If things go the way we think they're going to go over the first 
five games or whatever. This game against Kildare in Newbridge is massive. Yeah, obviously, like you've got Loud, Dublin, and Kildare in that order. It's uh, it's going to be decisive whether we're going for promotion or we're trying to stave off relegation. Those three games are going to be um, they're going to be catalysts. Like it's it's everything really. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, so then we'll be going into the Christie Ring. Um, will start in April. So Will and Mead will play Mayo in the Christie Ring on the weekend of the 15th or 16th of April. And then on the weekend of the 22nd or 23rd of April, it'll be London against Mead. I'm not sure if that's uh, an away game again. Um, I wonder if Mead have to go over to uh, Ryslip once again. To, I, I think they might have to, you know that. I, um, I don't think they'd mind somehow. Yeah, I don't think they'd. I don't think the supporters would mind. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, the 23rd of April, it will be the Leinster Senior Football Championship quarter final, and it will be either uh, Longford or Offaly facing off against Mead. And that's that is a home game for me. That should be in Park Touching, won't it? Um, whoa, I actually don't know. Is there stipulations as to who wins? Possibly, I I have no idea. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think that's well, a home game. Yeah, well, I know we played last time we played Longford. It was in Avon, wasn't it? And no, was it not over in uh, in in Longford and we lost? No, no, we we played them since we played them in Leinster and Navan uh, two oh, years ago in COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, look, we'll, we'll look forward to that one. And then the final uh, Christy Ring uh, uh, group game will take place at Derry against Mead on the 29th, 30th of April, I think it is. No, sorry, Mead have to play Tyrone. And they have to play Sligo as well. So there's a whole host of games coming up after that, but we've gone far enough into April. The games that are sticking out to you, Davy. Games that are sticking out for me are the ones that are coming ticking fast in Jan in, in at the end of January. Yeah, the the court game is everything really down there. Like as well, it, it, like I know a lot of Mead supporters will probably be on the drive for January. I know PS Tapes already has the hotel booked. I think down in Cork for that. So. uh Listen, that'll be a great weekend. Hopefully we can round it off with a win and, and travel back up the road uh, happy with two points in the bag. And it sets up the Clare game then a week later, you know, and it would be a perfect start for us if we could just to, to keep the, the whole positivity and momentum going. And obviously the hurlers hopefully will follow suit. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons If you need any more information on the Automore feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead I suppose the thing that's going to be in everybody's mind now obviously is Colin Moore, new management team and the whole lot um, and the team you know, and, and, and are we hearing, are we hearing any confirmation on a panel or is the panel still open at the moment? Uh, I, I've heard bits and bobs. Um, I've heard that at the moment, Brian Menton hasn't made himself available. 
so whether or not that changes, I, I don't know. Um, Brian McMahon, I believe, won't be part of the plans for 2023. Uh, and in fairness to him, he's been an, an unbelievable servant for me, that has to be yeah, said. Uh, given great commitment over the last 10 or 12 years, uh, like he does with Retolt. James McEntee possibly mightn't be part of the panel either. Um, we're not expecting Seamus Lavin to be back. I believe the likes of Sean Coffey, Aaron Lynch, Sean Rafferty, Michael Flood are all going to be joining up with the panel. Uh, but I don't think the likes of Sean Mead, Barry O'Connell and Sean Riley have made the cut. Okay. They're the bits and bobs I've heard. Yeah, well, we will, I'm sure, over the next and the coming days and, and weeks we hear more on the and, panel. And sorry, it's, it's down to 35 and that's it. And it's down to 35 and that's it. That's it, so yeah. I'm sure we'll get confirmation on that panel. But it, it, obviously with the O'Byrne coming up now in a few weeks' time, uh, the O'Byrne Cup coming up in a few weeks' time, everybody will be uh, dying to hear what will be Colin O'Rourke's panel for, for 2023. And uh, disappointed about Sean Mead now. Um, yeah, I think the injury's probably gone against them, to be honest. Yeah. 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 And I'd say the likes of Barry O'Connell there um, and uh, Sean Riley. They, you know, it'll still be open to them. They, they probably will be given a, a, a some sort of a program to go off and do themselves and and to work on to try and you know maybe uh, get because I'm sure there'll be injuries throughout the year with that panel yeah, as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to the announcement of that panel. So we are, and um, yeah, do stay tuned because as soon as we get it, we we're going to give it out to you. Um, Davy, we have our usual lotto segment now, and we better let everybody know. Well in time for Christmas, how much they could be winning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good to start with Corten, so, because it's uh, one of the biggest in the county at the minute, Mickey. Uh, at at 12,100 euro coming up to Christmas, wouldn't that be absolutely lovely? Um, results from last Friday night, there was no jackpot winner, the 12,000 uh, top prize. 2022, 20, 31 and 32 were the numbers. 520 euro winners were Joe Lee, Cathy Miles, Joanne Noon, Mary Henry and Mick Carter. The Trolley Dash winner was Katie Monroe. So she's going to be spinning around Super Value filling her trolley uh, in a couple of days' time. And we go again on uh, Friday night with 12,100 euro at com forward slash lotto. Castletown are next in and uh, their results from last week, the 6th of December, 2, 3, 10 and 19, the numbers. The Lucky Dip winners were Lisa Kelly, Johnny Duffy, Vera Carter, Sonia Coffey and Jimmy Mulligan. Uh, they collect 30 euro each. Two, three, 10 and 19 were the numbers. Navin O'Matney's uh, from the freshly crowned PRO of the year, Mr. Colin O'Brien, uh, the 6th of December. The numbers were 1, 7, 18 and 31. Uh, the match three winners were Luke Flanagan, Jerry Lynn and Sarah Shaffrey. The next round takes place on the 13th of December with 6,800 euro up for grabs. Trumbara, next up in their numbers were 14, 16, 17 and 28. They had 5,300 euro on offer, but it wasn't one. The 30-year winners were Adrian Balfe, Olivia Carey, Star Carey, John Tevlin and Catherine Brady. And the final one on my list, sorry, Mickey, the penultimate one on my list is Manal, Manalvi from the 5th of December, 10, 21, 24 and 28. The 30-year winners were Alan Gannon, Sila. Burn Hazel Galloway, and the next draw takes place on Monday, twelfth of December, six hundred euro of a jackpot. Um, 
They go again with uh, abanavigfc.e or on the Club Force app. And the final one is Dunchocklin Royal Gales from last Monday night, the 5th. Numbers were 8, 13, 16 and 26. They had no jackpot winner. They had three match three winners collected 70 or each who were Andrew Lyons, Laura Rod, uh, Rodden, sorry, and Olive Ward. The next draw takes place on the 12th live on Facebook with uh, €2,800 of a jackpot at Club Force. No bother. Centerstone's lotto was not won last week. It's now 1500 euro. You can do it on Smart Lotto. It takes place every Monday night. Next draw takes place on the 12th of December, which is a Monday night, as I said already. And then uh, the Simonson lotto last week was not won. The jackpot was 1850. The numbers drawn were 15, 25, 26 and 29. Eamon Martin, Connor Carley and Elaine O'Hare were the lucky dips. Next Friday, the 16th, of December, the jackpot is nineteen hundred. You can play it online or go to the um the, the club's app app or go to any of the social media and you'll find the link there. So that is our lotto's rounded up now, Davy. We might just move on to the Instagram interactive. Absolutely, not much of it, uh, but we'll we'll get through what we have. Uh, the first one from Susan Farrell, fittingly, I love this. She said, "Oli Giroux is still some bio." Thank you, Giroud. I had England in the sweepstakes. And I'm oh, really? I'm happy about it. Yeah, yeah. And as for Kane, oh, Lord, it was mighty. Giroud's a boy, though. Giroud's a Look, Giroud's, Giroud's class, so he is. Um, didn't really do it for, for Chelsea that well, like, or whatever. I don't know. There's something odd about Giroud. I like Giroud, but I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he scores goals everywhere he goes. He's 53 now for France. It's uh, mad. Some stat, um, to be fair. Another soccer one from Shawnee Fitzgerald. He said, Beanie Faulkner, five Challenge Cup finals, still zero goals. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. a guy like Giroud, who's prolific enough to not have scored in five Challenge Cup finals is, is a bit bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, quality shines through in these finals. Um, Beanie's a, a small game player, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know it's the it's the big games, you know, like that's that's where you got to be doing your thing. Now, I do believe the Trim still won Challenge Cup, um, so too, yeah, you know he didn't, but it, and, and, and he didn't need to stand up maybe in that final, but that's where you want to do it on the big stage. Yeah. Uh, next one in is from Brendan Byrne, and he said Castletown versus Fossa. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I, that's actually something we were mentioned, mentioned at the start of the podcast that we forgot. It is, it's the, it's the big one. It's Castleton against Fossa. It's, uh, the Hoys against the Cliffords, um, Cliffords you know, <laughs> yeah. um, it's, uh, it's going to be billed as the big one, the rumble in the jungle. Um, where will the game be played? It'll be, Trip to Turles, will it? <laughs> so, I think so. I think somewhere down the country, yeah. Um, what an occasion that's going to be, yeah. And uh, look, there's there's more on it. Uh, Peter Price said the Cliffords don't stand a chance against Castletown, and Finn Hanratty wants uh, wants Castletown versus David Clifford final score predictions. And I think <laughs> I think I think he's asking us what we reckon Castletown are going to score versus what David Clifford is going to score. Probably a little bit oh. disrespectful, to be fair, but. Uh, where is he from? Is he a sitting man? Um, what was the name? Finn Hanratty. Finn Hanratty. Ooh, wonder where he's from. Have, 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 we, have we got a bot? Have we? Have we got a bot? No, no, he's, he's um, legit. He's legit. Um, we'll have to figure out where he's from. But uh, 
Uh, he's not giving them too much hope. That's the way Castle Town are going to love going into this game. Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. You know, in fairness, and uh, I'd have to watch. I'd have to watch that full game from the Munster final today, where um, Fossa won at a canter, won seventeen to seven points. I think it was thirteen mm. point win or whatever. So I'll have to I'll have to go back and watch that game. What I did see was I saw um, uh, Paddy Clifford's backhand goal. I don't know if you got that. You did see that, didn't yeah, you? You sent it to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, cheeky, but great bit of improvisation. Uh, the defender didn't look like he was at much either, so he didn't. So, um, I'd say, I'd say Trim Celtic would have, would have put it up against, uh, Fossa better than the other team. Yeah. Uh, Rob Perfield said Michael Deegan playing in the Dubs regional games. Oh. Yeah, he he was playing. Dublin are doing like similar to to me. It's like um, north, south, east, and west. I think they're calling it. And, and what final... part? Of, what part of Dublin is Dunmore Ashburn in? Jeez, I don't know. But it wasn't Dunmore Ashburn that was beside his name on the program. It was retold. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that went down too well for a start. Um, but yeah, listen, I believe he's on the extended Dublin panel at the minute, Mick McDeegan. Yeah, um, right. So he's obviously taken part in that in that regional, whatever it is, championship or trials, or, or I'm not sure. It's kind of north, south, a, east, and west. He had a really good uh, championship this year. In fairness to him, um, he was sent off against Rathold. Um, looked like one of the best players in the field up until then. So, yeah, look, McDeegan is a quality player. Yeah. Um, and that's it that's it short and snappy Instagram interactive this week nothing from PS tapes no we didn't give him much time though in fairness busy yeah, man true. in fairness in fairness well look we've got loads to be doing Davey we've got teams of the year to be picking we have to look through all of the games and everything that happened over the last year um, and pick out all of our whammies awards as well which we'll be doing over Christmas you never know we might even do one of those podcasts we did before Davey where we go out to the wrist bin and uh, have a few drinks while we're doing it. What do you reckon? Sounds good. It's been it's been well overdue, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say our listeners will be delighted. We might even put, put that one out live as well at the same time. Why um, not? On, on it's better than listening to it the next day with fear. Here's one. Here's an idea for you. Why don't we do um, one of those broadcasts? What are they called on Twitter? Where we where we could record the actual podcast. Yeah, but. We could get let let our listeners get involved as well. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, if you think that's a good idea out there in listener world, uh, let us know, and we'll do that over Christmas. We'll record it, and we'll also put it in to uh, a podcast. So, well, look, that's it for this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, we are me. Why? Not as more. <laughs>